When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This morning, Sydney's bracing for an extended lockdown as COVID case numbers continue to surge. Fast tracking the vaccine rollout plans a special task force has to get Australians immunised. Victoria hit with a new COVID blow. The Grand Prix axed again. Up in flames, the desperate race to save a Queensland family's burning home. This is 7 News with Edwina Bartholomew. Good morning. Sydney is staring down the barrel of an extended lockdown with New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian expected to announce further stay-at-home orders this morning. Residents will still only be able to leave their home for essential reasons like grocery shopping, exercising and receiving a COVID vaccine. It's understood schools in Greater Sydney will have remote learning when Term 3 begins next week, while schools in regional New South Wales will be able to hold face-to-face classes. We only intend for this lockdown to be the only lockdown we go through and that will factor into our decision making as to whether it finishes on Friday or whether we continue for a period longer. It comes as the state government admits it made an error vaccinating a cohort of Year 12 boarders at St Joseph's College in Sydney despite most students not being eligible. A roundtable of Australia's most senior politicians and business leaders will meet today in an effort to speed up the country's vaccine rollout. Political reporter Taylor Aitken is in Canberra. Taylor, good morning to you. What's on the agenda? Eddie, good morning. Business leaders have been called upon by the government's COVID-19 task force to help speed up the vaccination rollout. The roundtable meeting to be held in Canberra today will seek to establish a framework that allows businesses to help administer vaccines and help get consistent messaging on the vaccine rollout. Representatives from industry groups as well as supermarket chains, the big four banks, telcos and airlines will all participate in this discussion along with Treasurer Josh Friday. The meeting spearheaded by Lieutenant General John Fruin, hoping by partnering with business groups, Australian workers will be able to receive the jab at the office by September. The scheme would follow a similar plan to the flu vaccine often administered by workplaces each year. It follows a similar meeting held yesterday with state health leaders as the Commonwealth looks to get the vaccine rollout back on track, planning to distribute jabs with military precision once supply ramps up over the next few months. Stocks of the Pfizer vaccine are expected to double over the coming weeks, with 300,000 doses ramping up to 600,000 doses expected in the country each week. Eddie? That's good news. Thank you, Taylor. 
The Queensland Premier has hit back at criticism over her plan to attend the Tokyo Olympics. Anastasia Palaszczuk says she'll enter hotel quarantine when she returns, despite her support for decreasing the number of returning overseas travellers. It is being made very clear by John Coates that it would be a disaster if the head of Queensland did not go. A petition demanding her trip not go ahead has more than 50,000 signatures. Melbourne's F1 Grand Prix and the MotoGP have been cancelled for a second year running. The Victorian government pulled the pin, saying it can't guarantee the races will go ahead, citing the pandemic and low vaccination rates. We're simply not in a position to give uh, F1 management or MotoGP the sorts of guarantees that they need. It's unknown whether the Australian Open will also be cancelled due to safety concerns. Adelaide Oval has been given the green light to return to full capacity after no new cases were recorded in South Australia. Crowd numbers were slashed in half after last week's COVID scare, but easing restrictions in the state mean 50,000 fans will head to the Oval tomorrow for Port Adelaide's clash against the Demons. There's been another serious truck crash at the scene of pedestrian horror in Melbourne's South Bank earlier this year. A truck turning the corner at Power Street hit a car, crushing it into a gutter. It's the same intersection where five pedestrians were badly injured when stuck by a B-double in May. Former Victorian Police Association boss Paul Mullet is making a fresh bid for millions of dollars in damages from his fall from grace. He left the force in 2008 after being investigated over leaks in the Shane Charles Abbott murder investigation and then lost a lawsuit over criminal proceedings in 2016. Mullet has lodged paperwork with the Court of Appeal on the basis of fresh evidence, claiming information provided by then former police informer Nicola Gobbo was kept from his legal team when he was facing charges. Firefighters battled a huge house fire in Queensland overnight, calling it one of their worst jobs ever. It took three and a half hours for 25 crew to contain the blaze at Southport after it broke out in the evening. In 31 years I haven't had a house fire that takes three and a half hours. There was some explosions, we're not too sure what they were. Uh, there was a gas bottle venting earlier. The house was completely gutted, thankfully no one was inside the building or injured. Rescue workers have faced a race against time in Adelaide to salvage a man trapped in mud after a worksite accident. The 40-year-old was laying pipes in a trench when the walls caved in. Quick-thinking tradies at the scene used a vacuum truck to shift some of the weight before paramedics arrived. The man is in a stable condition and safe work is now investigating. The teenage driver involved in a horror crash in South Morang in Melbourne early Sunday has died. 18-year-old Zach Del Tondo was behind the wheel when the car crashed into a pole at high speed, splitting it in two. His cousin Christian was in the passenger seat and died at the scene. A third passenger survived, walking away with only minor injuries. Extraordinary video has emerged of two brothers destroying their family home with a bulldozer. The men were locked in a legal battle with their sister over their parents' estate. Rather than see the house go to auction, they rolled in with their own devastating plan. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Ah! And a home is what you make it. Just get the covers here. 
Brothers Malcolm and Gary Taylor were intent on destroying it, undertaking their own renovations on the family property. Ceiling's missing, floor's missing. Won't be long now. <laughs> the climax to a three-year legal battle with their sister Kerry. The sibling squabble ignited after the men's children were given $10,000 in trust payments. So Malcolm and Gary launched a 30-minute demolition of the house the day before it was due to go to auction in 2019. Sold to the highest bidder. The pair travelled all the way from Queensland to regional Victoria more than 2,000 kilometres. Everything, including the kitchen sink, was destroyed. The men thought they were on a roll, but they too came crashing down, charged with criminal damage. They'll be sentenced on Friday, the judge saying family disputes bring out the worst in people. <laughs> Leonie Ryan, 7 News. A state-of-the-art military training base will be built in North Queensland to host combat exercises for thousands of Australian and Singaporean soldiers each year. The state government has secured land for the facility near Townsville and Shoalwater Bay. It's expected to bring up to 600 jobs during construction, delivering a boost of $36 million to the local community during every year of operation. Some shocking new numbers show how scams have skyrocketed since the pandemic began with a record volume of people ripped off in the past 18 months. Highly sophisticated con artists are targeting our most vulnerable, preying on the elderly and even school children. Patricia lost her life savings in one phone call. A light bulb came on and I was so so terribly upset with myself. Someone pretending to be a federal officer said her accounts were compromised, but her cash would be safe if she swapped it for gift cards and handed over the serial numbers. They didn't query why I was handing over so much money. The 73-year-old widow is one of 24,000 to be targeted this past month. And since the start of the pandemic last year, Scamwatch has received more than 6,400 reports specifically mentioning the virus with almost $10 million in losses. The most common COVID cons include phishing for personal information, online shopping and superannuation scams. Victims receiving emails like these demanding personal information or face arrest and prosecution, texts too disguised as government messaging with links to dodgy websites, some targeting those needing financial support. Other scammers selling fake products to kids on social media. The important thing to remember here is scammers can pretend to be anyone. The advice is to never respond to any unsolicited calls, texts or emails, even if the sender or caller claims to be reputable. No legitimate organisation, business or authority will ever force you to hand over any personal information. I've learnt now, now I'm frightened to answer it at all. Tom Hartley, 7 News. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Checking finance for you now. The Dow Jones is down. The Nasdaq has risen in London. The FT100 closed down and Germany's DAX fell. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell too. The All Lords lost and so did the ASX 200. 
On the commodities markets, gold is trading at 1,795 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 74.54 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 74.97 US cents, 82.91 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. One of Queensland's most wanted men, Alan Lance, has been captured on the Gold Coast after more than two weeks on the run. The convicted murderer was spotted by officers as he got out of a vehicle in Surfers Paradise. Police dog Rambo was killed after being hit by a car while trying to track him down. Lance will face court next month over a string of serious offences. 32 bodies have now been recovered from rubble where a Miami building collapsed two weeks ago. Rescuers are now bracing for tropical storm Elsa to make landfall as they desperately search for 113 people still unaccounted for. These teams continue through extremely adverse and challenging conditions. Through the rain and through the wind, they have continued searching. The tropical storm is expected to hit Florida today. Days of heavy rain has caused flash flooding in parts of Vietnam. Residents woke up to water flushing through their homes at night while they were sleeping. Streets were completely submerged and thousands of homes have been destroyed. Heavy downpours are predicted for the remainder of the week with local authorities preparing for more destruction. Britney Spears' longtime talent manager, Larry Rudolph, has officially retired after reportedly not speaking to the star in more than two years. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Tim, this is just the latest in what is becoming a very drawn-out saga as the pop star battles to end this conservatorship. It is indeed, Eddie. Good morning to you. And uh, more interesting, in a sense, than Larry Rudolph, her manager of 25 years, quitting is he has foreshadowed the singer herself quitting from music. In a statement, Larry Rudolph says, earlier today, I became aware Brittany had been voicing her intention to officially retire. As her manager, I believe it is in Brittany's best interest for me to resign as my professional services are no longer needed. He had guided the star through her explosive uh, introduction to the uh, international music scene back in the mid to late 90s and been with her ever since, but he says he hasn't spoken with her in two and a half years. As well, we understand, being reported widely here today, that Britney Spears' lawyer will also announce he is quitting her team after 13 years representing her interests in that contentious conservatorship. We expect that announcement today. The big question is, is her now former manager right about her intention to retire from music? And so it continues. Thank you, Tim. Hollywood is in mourning for director Richard Donner, who's died age 91. In the 1960s, he directed TV favourites like Get Smart and Gilligan's Island. He was also behind the iconic Superman movie starring Christopher Reeve, The Goonies and the Lethal Weapon films too. Actors have been sharing tributes including Danny Glover, Sylvester Stallone and Mel Gibson. Close friend Steven Spielberg called him a staunch ally and the greatest Goonie of all. To sports news now, and Hawthorne will not stand in the way of Alistair Clarkson joining rival clubs next season. The Hawks have announced a succession plan in which club legend Sam Mitchell takes over in 2023. This is just another example of good governance, good planning and putting into place succession. So you won't make him sign a non-compete? No, certainly not. Yeah. Clarkson guided the Hawks to four flags and expressed his desire to continue coaching. 
Queensland prop David Fafita is out of origin game three. Fafita failed to beat a dangerous tackle charge at the judiciary and will miss Wednesday night's clash with the Blues. Francis Molo will come into the side replacing Fafita. It is a major blow to the Maroons' hopes of avoiding a series whitewash, putting even more pressure on Paul Green, whose future is now in question. It's not surprising given the way the series has panned out. It's understood that the Bulldogs are about to sign Tevita Pangai Jr. on a multi-year deal. Ash Barty has dominated the all-Aussie showdown at Wimbledon to reach the semi-finals. The world number one outclass compatriot Aya Tomljanovic, 6-1, 6-3. She did break Barty twice in the second set. However, Barty always looked in control. The win sets up a meeting with 2018 champion Angelique Kerber in the final four. Mark Cavendish's remarkable comeback continues at the Tour de France. Cavendish's 33-2 win came off the back of another stunning sprint finish on stage 10. Tade Pogacar still holds the race leader's yellow jersey with Aussie Ben O'Connor in second two minutes down the road. Uh, taking a look at the weather around the country, a trough and cold front are causing showers, storms and strong winds over WA's southwest. Onshore winds are bringing a few showers across northeast Queensland. A broad high is keeping elsewhere dry and mostly clear. Around the capitals, Brisbane sunny and 21 degrees today. Sydney mostly sunny and 17 degrees. A Canberra frosty start, then sunny and 12. A Can a Melbourne rather cloudy and 13 degrees. Adelaide 17 degrees and mostly cloudy. Uh, 18 degrees in Perth with some possible thunderstorms. And Darwin sunny and 32 degrees. And that's seven early news for this Wednesday, the 7th of July. I'm Edwina Bartholomew.